0: four components of a long-term strategy are your advert is, is your advertising strategy your organic strategy your click-through rate optimization strategy and your conversion rate optimization strategy and your goal is to have a strategy a, a year-long strategy at least for all four of these
1: 100, 100, 100.
2: Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy, here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e commerce and FBA podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to set up long term PPC strategies, and we're going to do it step by step. Also, we're going to be talking about seller guidelines for someone who is just starting out using PPC campaigns how you can develop a long-term strategy, and recommendations to sellers who um, who are bleeding money. And we know what that feels like. Anyways, welcome to another Lunch with Norm podcast, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, like I said, we're going to have a good uh, episode today talking about setting up long-term PPC strategies. It's going to be a step-by-step Walkthrough, and our guest today a returning, uh, multiple returning repeat uh, guest, uh, and he is the founder of and CEO of MMA Nutrition LLC. I almost think I should be doing my Bruce Buffer voice when I'm uh, introducing him. Anyways, with this ex- uh, with his experience he's gained over the gro- uh, growing his supplement business, he founded the PPC University, where he's head instructor and highly successful. Uh, two highly successful Amazon brands. He also is the founder of Trivium Group, an agency dedicated to helping brands scale profitably on Amazon. And I am talking about Mina Elias. We'll get to him in a second, but first a word from our sponsor. Launching products isn't like it used to be. To successfully launch your product, you need to hit that algorithm from all sides driving external sales, boosting social signals, and increasing product listing engagement are fundamental to success. Rebate is the first and only launch platform that delivers across this broad range. Get your product featured on Amazon.live through Rebate's influencer program. With this service, your product gets instant exposure to large audiences of shoppers And permanent placement on Amazon Influencer Storefront, which drives perpetual sales. Run a sweepstakes campaign on rebate and connect with shoppers off Amazon. And lastly, drive external sales with tried and true deals campaigns. Visit rebate.com today and get started with your 14-day free trial. And enjoy the episode. Welcome, sir. How are you, sir? Norm,
0: uh... Very excited to be back. This is, I think, my third time back. Yes, um, but I but I've yet to have lunch with you, so we, we have to fix that
2: at one of these events.
0: One of these events, yeah, lunch with Norm, but we've never had lunch. We have to we have to change that.
2: Exactly, that'll be awesome.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. How are you doing today?
2: Very good. Very excited to talk to you. I always like uh, having you on the podcast because you always come just with a ton of knowledge. So um I'm looking forward to this because we are going to be talking about long-term strategies which you know a lot of people don't talk about so why don't we just get into it because I know you have a short amount of time with us today
0: yeah let's jump right in so uh what does a long-term PPC strategy look like for me we we take on a lot of different brands and and um you know, the first thing I have to do when we take over a brand besides like, okay, let's jump in, let's clean up everything that's that's uh, wrong with it. And I'll cover all the details of like the cleanup and stuff like that. But the next thing is, how do we set, you know, a 90 day, 180 day, 360 day sort of plan, like a very long term plan, and not just, you know, day by day, uh, week by week. And, and um, so I'll walk us through the, the phases of, you know, you're looking at your brand right now, and you're listening to this podcast. You want to go and do some cleanup. Um, you want to implement some tracking, uh, and then you want to you know plan out what you want to do, right? The different phases, uh, and you you'll hear me talk about the bulking and the cutting phases, and I'll talk about how long you should do each, how to incorporate organic into that uh, equation, and then the thing that no PPC agency I feel talks about, no no PPC experts talk about, is click through rate and conversion rate optimization, and I don't know why because that that is very directly related to your entire advertising performance and so um to give an an overview of the funnel the way that it looks uh, the way that it works is we are launching campaigns we're launching ads campaigns and then we're getting impressions impressions is the number of times people are seeing us or or we're loading on the page they could maybe not even see us but we might be in the bottom right of the page we load it up that's an impression and out of those impressions that's the biggest widest uh, part of the funnel a certain number of them turn into clicks, which is leads into people coming into the listing, which is sessions. So between impressions and, and clicks, that's a click-through rate, and and that factor will determine how many of those impressions turn into clicks. And then between the click-through rate, uh, like there and the clicks that come in, and the num- there's a certain number of them that are unique sessions. Now, if you're cannibalizing a lot, your your uh, you know PPC and organic is being cannibalized. You're using sponsor brand and you're using regular sponsored products and that there's cannibalization there, you'll have a, a, you know, a less, a lesser amount of sessions. So you could have 500 clicks and only hundred sessions, or, you know, if you're tighter, you could have 500 clicks and then, uh, you know, 500 sessions. Um, so it depends on that again, you know, sessions include organic. Um, uh, but you can, you know, sort of tell, because if you drop your ad spend and I'll cover the cannibalization portion in a second, but if you drop your ad spend, uh on like certain let's say uh, uh high, like rank number one sponsored and organic and you you drop the spend and sponsored maintain the organic and it's the same number of sessions with lower clicks because they're ad- advertising clicks you should see that ratio improve because it's the same people coming into the listing and then out of those sessions a certain number of them convert into sales and that's the conversion rate so the funnel is impressions a click-through rate will determine the number of clicks how tight you are with your advertising will determine the number of sessions and your conversion rate will determine the number of conversions or number of sales that you're making, and so that's the full funnel. And as someone who's managing advertising, I have to touch all of it. So I can't uh, say like, yeah, we're running ads and and increase the number of sessions, but realize that the that the click-through rate is so low that people aren't coming in, and and uh, and just say, yeah, okay, well, I'm doing my job. We're running ads. So it doesn't work like that because you know you're just gonna you're you're gonna stop you're gonna stop growing at a certain point because you know you're you're spending more and more money or you're launching more and more campaigns but out of the million sessions that you're getting why don't you try and get more clicks out of them and so and and it's the same with the conversion rate i can't just be sending more and more people to my listing they they look at the image uh they look at the price they like it they come in and they're like they, they start you know looking at the other images they look at the questions. Um, they look at a video and they're like, ah, I'm not really convinced. Uh, you know, I, I still have questions and honestly, this other one seems like it's better. And so part of my job, if I'm advertising is to also improve your conversion rate, because as I send that traffic in more of it is going to, more of it is going to get clicked on and then more is going to convert. And so whenever you're coming up with a long-term strategy, you need to incorporate your, your PPC strategy, which is just directly the ads. You need to incorporate your organic strategy, which is, you know, d- don't don't just use PPC and, and a- neglect organic. Um, you need to have a click-through rate strategy and you need to have a conversion rate, uh, you know, strategy. When we say click-through conversion rate, I mean like optimization, improving click-through rate and improving conversion rate. And that's how you can set a nice long-term strategy. Now, this is just kind of the, the very broad first layer. I'll talk about, uh, I'll let you ask some questions, but I'll talk about, you know, um, the different phases of PPC. So, um, we, we have these four different segments. PPC, I'll start talking about cleanup and then from cleanup determining what I should be doing. And then after that, is, is, is it like scale or optimize? If it's scale, go for it. If it's optimized, go for it. How long I should maintain that phase? How to evaluate when that phase is over, when the next phase starts? And then having some targets and, and being like, okay, I, uh, you know, for organic and being like, okay, I'm going after these targets and having a strategy incorporated in there Uh, for the bulking phases so you can you know improve your your organic rank and so that's uh, that's kind of like a summary of today's topic
2: okay so let's just uh go through that again so uh and this will make a really nice snippet too (laughs) so what are the four phases of long-term strategy
0: okay so the four phases of the or not the four phases but the four components of a long-term strategy are your advert is your advertising strategy your organic strategy your click-through rate optimization strategy and your conversion rate optimization strategy and your goal is to have a strategy a, a year-long strategy at least for all four of these very carefully planned and scheduled now you don't have to have all of your you know ske- your all of your click-through rate experiments scheduled a year out but you need to know that you have a schedule and so let's say you have at least three months scheduled out and as you approach and you have one month left you're like okay maybe it's time to schedule out another three months worth of uh, of tests same for conversion rate, um, and then with the PPC, what your strategy should look forward. So you already know when I hit this point, then I'm going and moving into this phase. So phase number one, cleaning up. Uh, phase number two, uh, maybe optimizing for profit if that's the right phase, I'll, and I'll explain how to determine it. Phase number three, scale. Once we hit, you know, that the plateau and the scale, how to detect it, and then move back to phase two, which is the optimization again, and then you know, go back and forth between them. And then in parallel to that, um, where am I scheduling my organic, uh, you know, uh, where am I scheduling like my my organic uh, sort of like uh, plan? So, you know, during the the scaling phase, I want to go after these keywords. I'm also tracking organic rank. I'm also tracking, you know, market tracker to see how much percent of the market I'm gaining. Um, And so these are all of the things. Um, There's also competitive analysis that I'll talk about, but these are all things that you know, you should incorporate in your, your long-term ads, you know, Amazon PPC strategy. Now, my, people might be like, ah, this sounds like more than just PPC. It sounds like PPC and listing optimization. I mean, it, it goes hand in hand, right? Because I'm sending, PPC is I'm sending people to the listing, and then what? Or, or PPC is I'm showing the, the listing in the search results, and then what? And so thinking about one and not the other, or thinking that listing optimization is a one-time thing, is very is a very sort yeah. of false uh, you know kind of way to look at it. it I talk to uh, Facebook advertisers a lot, just because they're my friends, and uh, they say that the average creative on Facebook lasts one day. That's it. So every single day, you need to switch your creatives because you know people are getting fatigued from it. So th- they have like a click-through rate optimization strategy every single day because they know okay we're gonna do a a, like a nice image or a nice video and then we expect that that video is not going to work anymore so we need to maybe change the hook here we need to do that now obviously with amazon we're limited to what we can do but this also kind of inspires me to be like well if they're testing so aggressively to always be better why aren't we we should be yeah i mean we have everything that we need and and i'll I'll explain how to do too and then same with the conversion rate you know uh d2c marketers they're always split testing landing pages and and sometimes they have like different landing pages for different sources the people coming from YouTube see a different page than the people coming from Facebook right and I mean I mean I'm assuming like because this is like the e-commerce and FBA podcast so people will also you know like to to kind of see the the two things um sorry Norma, I was sharing your your uh, video and, and something popped up. Okay, so let's let's uh, jump in. Um, I'm gonna start with the PPC. Then I'm gonna move to organic. Then I'll move to cook through rate. Then I'll move to conversion rate. And feel free to stop me so I can take a breath, just, and You can ask questions. Come back.
2: I'm just listening. okay.
0: I love it. So <laughs> starting starting with the with PPC. Here's like step by step. We take on a brand. The first thing we have to do is clean everything up. And so we are starting from like a solid base. So what does cleaning up things mean? Number one, uh, we have a portfolio for each parent product. So if you have a parent product, multiple child variations, what we notice is you're going to advertise the different children. It's all going to go into the same listing and people are going to you know click and buy. So we like to keep everything in the same portfolio, even if you're going to advertise separate children separately. We'll we'll make the distinction in the name, but we keep all the parents together so I can look at a parent product's performance very easily all at once.
2: So parent-child variations under one portfolio. One portfolio. Then okay. then we move
0: on to campaign names. Campaign names. The way I like to do it is you're going to have your product code. So this is where if you want to separate by child variation, uh, you can do it very easily. So uh, let's say I have the mango pineapple and the and the blue raspberry flavors. I can do HMP, which is hard work, mango, pineapple, and HBR, hard work, um, you know, blue RAS, and that, that'll be the first code in the name. and I can do a very quick search if I want to isolate children, but then, but again, I I do not recommend you isolate children, except for what I'm going to talk about in a second for how to determine which variation is better, because you can have one child uh, with a lot of clicks, very low ROAS, you know, it's not performing well, but it's actually driving traffic and, and they're, they're buying the other flavors. And so. You don't you might not want to be all oh, this you know variation is bad let's kill it it could just be like it, this variation brings people initially but they want to buy another one um so um sing you know uh, the portfolio next is campaign name so um the product code space dash space what type of uh, campaign is is it sponsored product sponsored brand or sponsored display so sp sb or sd space dash space and then the type of campaign so Close match, loose match, compliments, substitutes, broad phrase exact, category targeting, product targeting, uh, video, you know, sponsored video or headline search ad, HSA, we we call it SV or HSA, sponsored video or headline search ad. Um, so then you're, you're saying that what the type of the campaign is, then you're saying, what's the, the purpose of this campaign? Is it a ranking campaign? Is it like, um, you know, profitability, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. Put the, put the reason that you have this campaign. If there's no reason, you can skip it. But if there's a reason, you know, like this is a ranking campaign, put ranking so you don't see, oh, oh, my God, the ACOS is 85%. But you're then you remember, oh, oh yeah, it's ranking. But if it's named like some, something weird that you can't tell, then, you know, it's going to be hard for you to remember that. Then space dash space where you got the keywords. This is just um, to prevent you from continuing to harvest keywords from a bad source um and and you know then at the end like if there's a lot of campaigns with the same exact name because they're you know you i'm limiting uh, campaigns to five keywords per campaign then you can have a number like one two three four five doesn't matter and so after the campaign names the next thing i go look at and i'm going to talk about like the cleanup first of like the things that are going to reduce the spend and and yep. then i'm going to talk about the things that okay low hanging fruit so next i go into the campaign and I see if there's multiple ad groups. If there's multiple ad groups, um that's immediately a red flag because I cannot control where the money goes. It could go flow down and go 80% to one ad group, 20% to another ad group. So I want to clean that up. The way that I do that is anything that's not working, you know, spending money, no sales, or very high echoes, pause it, and I and I'll restart it in its own campaign. um If anything is making money, keep it because we don't want to kill a money maker, and, and try and. Eliminate as much as possible from the ad group, um, and then you know you understand that your focus is probably going to be on one of the two ad groups. So the one that's less performing, you're going to pause everything that doesn't work. And if there's a couple of things that are working, keep it. Later on in the future, once you're scaling, you could potentially test you know pausing those keywords, losing the history, but launching them in their own campaigns. They'll get a much bigger budget and see that might do better. But you have to do it carefully. So after that um I'm also looking at placements so since I'm already in the campaign I'm gonna look at the placements click on that if I had set a bid by placement like 50 70 100 for top of search whatever or, or product pages I look at the ROAS is the ROAS better is the is there more more clicks and, and uh, more sales you know for that uh like uh placement if the answer is no I want to remove that because it's not working and bring it to zero Uh, then once I'm in the ad groups, I'm going to look at the number of keywords. If there's a lot of keywords, anything above five, in my opinion, I'm trying to trim as much as possible. So obviously the easy, lowest hanging fruit, anything that's spending money on not making sales, pause it. Anything that's very high ACoS, you know, consider pausing it and then leave everything that's making money later on, we can come back and revisit. And again, the, the, maybe you have 15 keywords that are making money, but the bottom eight made one sale in the last 30 days. So you're like, okay, I'm willing to pause it and put in its own campaign because yeah, I'm gonna lose one sale in 30 days, but I might get 10 in this other. Right. Day. And and um then I go into the search term report. I download the search term report last 30, you know, 45 days, whatever, you know, this is someone that's not optimizing regularly. Um and I'll go and identify all of the keywords in auto broaden phrase. So I'll create, you know, highlight everything, sort and filter, create a filter for the, the targeting type, the match type, and it'll be only for auto-broad and phrase. Exact and product targeting. I can control the bids, so no need. Just for auto-broad and phrase where there's multiple search terms per one keyword, I'm going to identify the search terms that are spending money and not generating sales or very high ACoS. Um, so for me, anything that, that would be like above a 90% ACoS would be kind of pretty high. So I would add that as a negative. And then I have a $30 product. And so anything that spent $15 and didn't make a sale, if it, if it spends $16 and it makes a sale, it's still like uh, over 50% ACOS. So I'm willing to just add that as a negative. So And this is very um, ad group specific. So you're not going to see a keyword that performed bad in one campaign and add it as a negative in all campaigns. This is just the keyword that performed badly in one ad group. You're going to take it and add it negative in that ad that's, group. And, and then, that's
2: pretty important.
0: Very important because we can have two different keywords, but they – Trigger the same uh, search term because it's broad, and then one performs really well in this ad group, the other one performs horrible. But why would you kill both? So now, now we're pretty much done with all of the things that we can drop ad spend and maintain, uh, you know, sales as much as possible. Um, this is this will help increase the 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 ROAS and the, improve the ACOs. Then the next thing is what are a couple of low hanging fruits that we can in- immediately do uh, in terms of like growing if you have a campaign that has a really good uh echoes and it has a low budget like a $50, $20, $10 whatever anything under $100 consider scaling that budget to 200, 300, 400 even if you're not reaching that $50 budget and um, you'll notice you know you could be have a $50 budget and then a $30 um you know spend if you go to a $150 budget it might go to 80 even though it wasn't hitting the 50 and it wasn't running out of budget it Amazon sees oh there's more room to spend let's give it more impressions. I don't know why it does that. Uh it should hypothetically just run up until it runs out of money, but Amazon has its algorithm and we're just reacting to the way the algorithm is built. So that that covers um that covers that um and then yeah, I think I think at that point we're pretty cleaned up. Oh, there's also the the search term report identifying all of the profitable search terms. So going in finding let's say any search term that had Two sales or more, um, you know, with with a cost of like thirty percent or less, twenty five percent or less, extract that. If it's if we're not already targeting it in a certain match type, let's run it in those match types. But I usually reserve that for the scaling phase. But okay. now now that I'm now that I'm in this phase, right? I've cleaned everything up, and we're starting from a very solid uh, background. One more thing that I have to check is which child variation is performing best. So you can do this two ways. The first way, the easy way, go into each campaign and then click on the the ad group. And then the first tab on the top left, you know, like it'll be like ads and then search terms, whatever, uh, targeting. The first thing is going to be ads and you'll see your different ASINs. Just quickly view the different ASINs and see which one is performing the best, which one has the best click through rate, which one has the best, you know, is bringing the most sales if one the one usually i want to advertise the one with the best click through rate uh because that one is going to bring in the most amount of people but you also don't want to mistake the best click through rate for because it has the lowest traffic so it has to have some decent amount of traffic if you're like hmm this one has a really good click through rate this other one has way more sales and a worse click through rate you can always test pausing the the one with the you know good sales and then testing the other one but again i would try and test it in like a little bit of an isolated way um, and see like if I switch to that higher click-through rate uh, ASIN, lower sales, will I get more clicks and more sales in, you know, in the listing? So you want to do kind of a test. Uh, the other way is to download the advertised product report. Go in there and you're going to create a pivot table. It's very simple. Um, you know, the, the things that you're going to show in rows are going to be the different child ASINs. And then in, in uh, columns, there's going to be uh, clicks and then impressions and then spend and sales. And then you manually can calculate, you know, uh, clicks divided by impressions is your click-through rate. And then spend divided by your sales is your Ecos, And you can see which ASIN has the best click-through rate and, and the best ACOS. and it, with, with the most sales also. So, and then you have to make a judgment call. Which one do I want to push the most? But generally, unless it's a keyword that's very specific, like, you know, blue raspberry electrolytes. Obviously, I'm not going to advertise the mango pineapple one. Um, so, unless it's like a... a you know, child variation specific keyword, try and push the one that, that performs the best because all you want to do is advertise the one that's most likely to bring the traffic into the listing. And then once it comes in, people will choose the one they like the most anyways. But you're just trying to get like, since you're, you're throwing bait in the water, what's the bait that's most likely to, to hook the most amount of people? Even if like there's another bait that's going to work a little bit better for this very small segment of fish, we, we're willing to go with the one that will work better most of the time. Does that make sense?
2: Yep, it does. And just before we go on any further, uh, I am, it's got the right idea. We're going to have a Wheel of Kelsey today. It's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people and you'll get a second entry. Why don't we talk about what people are going to get today? It's it's an awesome giveaway.
0: Yes. So um, at the end, we are going to give away to one person uh, a 45-minute uh, audit consultation so basically it's a 45-minute consultation you know over video where we're gonna go into every single piece everything that i'm talking about right now the whole cleanup stuff we're gonna go to every uh, piece of your ads campaign and you're, you know your listing everything and say Here's how you can improve this. Here's how you can improve this, and we'll give you everything so you can actually implement it yourself. You you don't need to hire us or anything like that. It's all just straight uh, value, you know. And you can go implement it. We're gonna do a data dive and identify which organic keywords you should be ranking for. Do all of that stuff. Maybe jump into the search term query report as well.
2: That's that's awesome. So if you like what you're hearing today, and these are all nuggets. So this is what mina always brings to the podcast so if you like what you hear just imagine what you'd have on this 44 or 45 well you may 44 or 46 maybe. but 45 let's average it out 45 minute consult and um you know i i think it'll just be a tremendous asset to your ppc campaigns so hashtag wheel of kelsey tag two people and you'll get a second entry and kelsey let's go to a sponsor I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney, Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F S-C-H-I-C-K dot com. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I just want to mention this. I've had probably at least four people reach out over the last couple of weeks talking about legal issues with Amazon. And Jeff Schick, although he's a sponsor, I'd say this anyways, for $89 a month, it's a crazy value because if you ever have to deal with somebody, who deals with these types of legal issues? You pay, and it doesn't matter with Jeff's service. And this is why I I really liked when he was talking to me last year in Mexico, that it's eighty nine bucks. You've got a lawyer like on retention, you know, it's a retained lawyer, and it's just a subscription fee. So I don't know anybody else who has that business model. I just loved it, and so I approached him to be a sponsor on the podcast. So consider it when, um, when you do have some legal, uh, issues come up, it's like 89 bucks. So anyways, oh, let's get back into it. All right. Let's get it. I, I, and bit. I'm just going to get back into my, oh, you're I just, relaxing. There
0: we, relaxing we go. Forward. Go ahead. I'll do the hard work. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> you, did, you already did all the hard work by, by making this podcast. <laughs> so, um, okay. So now we're, we're at this phase where we've cleaned everything up. We've identified the child variations that work better. Now it's okay. Do I scale or do I optimize? Because there's only two directions you can go. You can either scale your campaigns, spend more money, get more traffic, you know, in, reinvest some of the profits, or you can try and become more and more lean and get more profits. Um, in my opinion, the first thing I would look at is how much are you spending right now? And, and, um, uh, can you actually bring that number down? So if you're spending $100 a day, $200 a day, okay, like how much are you going to save? 50, 60 bucks, right? That's that's how much you're going to add to your bottom line. So if it's not that much, then you probably only have one direction, which is you need to scale. You need to scale. You need to get that revenue up. You need to get that spend up. And because when you rev- when you go from spending 200 a day, making 1,000 a day, to spending you know 500 a day, making 2,000 a day, and then you cut that back down, you know, that 500 to maybe 400, 350. Now you have a lot more profit because you increased your revenue and you you shaved some of the inefficient stuff. But if you're at, you know, 200 a day, you're going to go down to 150, okay, great. You saved 50 bucks. You know, you can't go you can't go to, to zero because you're going to lose your sales. So that would be the first kind of indication. The second indication is as you're cleaning things up, do you feel like you've plateaued on how much you can clean things up or is there more and if you feel like you're you haven't plateaued if you f- if you keep doing this stuff and you see that your profits going up and i'm going to touch on like the tracking that's the a big one I, for- I even forgot about it but um if you see that your profits are going up then keep going keep optimizing until you hit that plateau and you're like okay we've maxed out on our profits now because it's like a curve right it's like more 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 profit and then you hit like a you know, an inflection point and it's like less, 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 less profit because you've, you're not, you're starting to cut down, spend too much, and so those are the two things to, to determine: is it time to move out of a profit uh, a profitability phase or not, or, or is it time to you know do uh, be in a profitability phase or not? And before all of that, obviously, the very, very, very most important part is tracking, tracking everything, tracking your analytics. If you're tracking stuff in Campaign Manager, I have news for you. You are not going to do a great job if you're tracking stuff. Like if you want to track, I have a template that I'll share with everyone. Um, it's an analytics template, but the way that you want to view things is in in week chunks, week over week, with totals, right? So you can average seven days and and always the same seven days to take into account like you know uh, weekly fluctuations. Monday being better than like Thursday, whatever, something like that. What I'm tracking is. PPC spend, PPC sales, total sales, sessions, you know impressions. Actually, then sessions, um, clicks, uh, you, you click through rate, unit session percentage, uh, which is conversion rate, the cost per session. So how much it cost me to drive one traffic into the one one person to the listing, drive traffic into the listing, um, and then sale price, Amazon fees, cost of goods, so I can calculate the profit. Now my profit calculation is very simple. It's my sale price minus my amazon fees minus my cost of goods sold so if i have a 20 dollars product five dollars amazon fees five dollars cost of the manufacturing that will be ten dollars net profit i take that you know ten dollars before advertising multiplied by the number of units sold so if i sold five units today that's ten dollars in profit times five is 50 and then i take away uh, you know uh ppc spend and i'm left with you know the 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 net profit after advertising now this is not the most accurate calculation because there's reimbursements, there's discounts, there's all of that stuff. Um, I use My Real profit, and we have our own Trivium dashboard. That's it, You can only get it through Trivium because it's intellectual property and you can have that. If you want to do it yourself, I'm, I'm going to give you the template. You can log the numbers in every day. If you want them to automate it for you, it's beautifully automated and you can see week over week how everything is performing on a product level and on a you know whole account level and the reason that you need to do this is as you're planning these things as you're planning you know your different phases you need to track you need to track for different things and when we're we're optimizing for profit we're tracking can i drop my ppc spend maintain my sessions as much as possible maintain uh, you know my revenue drop my cost per session increase my conversion rate and ultimately increase profits so I need a very good profit tracker. Now, if I'm scaling, that what I'm looking for is to increase PPC spend, increase sessions. I know my cost per session will go up. I know my conversion rate might go down a little bit, but I want to increase revenue. And then I know my profit will go down because I'm not going to be efficient because I'm testing a lot of different things. And it's impossible to be you know, very efficient and uh, test new things because you, you don't know. You can't predict the future. No matter how much you try to use your brain, you can be like, Oh my god, like sugar-free electrolyte powder, that's exactly my product. Well, guess what? It has a 92% ECOS. Mm. That's that's that, you know? That's how life is. And so um you know, that's kind of why we need we need to track everything. So once you have your tracking, you go into the the after the cleanup you say, "Okay, I think we should do a profitability phase." You go into the profitability phase. When do you end the profitability phase? Is right after you feel like your profits is are plateauing. Or you end it if you feel like my my spend my ad spend is too low already there's not much i can do you know I, ca- I can't drop from 200 to 100 i'm gonna lose sales then you go into a scaling phase so what does a scaling phase look like launching new campaigns you know identifying profitable search terms from the search term report launching them in their own campaigns if, if we're not already targeting them increasing bids increasing budgets um increasing um uh, like bid by placement so top of search first page uh, product pages um launching maybe different types of ads but if you're going to launch a different type of ad like a sponsored video or a headline search ad make sure that you are not doing it where you have high organic and high sponsored because it defeats the purpose you're already you know high there why don't you put it somewhere where you're maybe on page three because if a video if a video converts better you want new traffic and so those are the actions that we're taking during a scaling phase when do you end the scaling phase well, number one, you're limited by how much profit you want to lose as you scale, and so as you increase your spend, you will increase revenue if you're doing everything right, but you also lose profit. So, how long and and how much can you lose profit for? You know, and and are you continuing to see traction? So, is your revenue going up still, or does it start to plateau? Keep in mind, you might scale, and in the first week, the revenue stays flat. It takes about a week for things to get moving and then I don't know why this is always what I see it takes about a week and then in the second week we start noticing that the the revenue goes up and organic rank goes up and all of that kind of stuff and once we again notice that okay you know we can't take this loss anymore in terms of profits um, and you should be able to take the loss and profits at least for 3 weeks if you can't you know scale a little bit more gently but you can't just scale for three days and then it's going to
2: happen, right? It's it yeah. just, it's not if it's, it's when it's going to happen.
0: Exactly. And then that's, that's how I would determine when my, my uh, scaling phase ends. Now the the one thing I want to add on top of here is this is when you want to schedule your organic ranking strategies, because as you're scaling, this increase in spend in PPC is getting you more conversions per keyword. And that's really helping. That's a very good time to add, you know some organic strategy because it's going to be synergistic. You don't want to be trying to optimize for profit and at the same time trying to spend not profitably on an organic keyword so you can get its rank up. Um, your your profits are going to be like, oh, I'm improving. No, I'm I'm you know I'm not doing well, right? Because at one at uh, one stage you're okay, we're trying to maximize and get more profits, and the other one is like, let's spend money so increase organic rank. So how do how do I plan out my organic? It's going to be planned at the same time as the scale. And, and you can run a data dive. It's very, very easy. You can go pull your top competitors and you. And then it's going to give you all of the keywords with relevancy, with search volume, the ones that you're ranking low for. You know, maybe all your competitors are position 1 to 20 and you're position 60 to 80. And I would start with uh, the the relevant ones that, ha- that you have a low rank on uh, that have an average, you know, 1 to 5,000 searches a month. Because you can do two of those. They're going to be easier. Uh, and then as you rack them up, your listing gets more and more relevance and you're you're able to rank easier for the bigger ones. So don't go for the big fish right away. You can, if you want to, but go for the smaller ones. Uh, I want you to create a sheet. And in that sheet, it's going to have the date, uh, you know, day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, whatever, or like, you know, whatever the dates are, the different keywords uh, on the top. And then under that, uh, under like as column headers, you'll have the PPC spend, the click through rate, and the organic rank. And you want to start creating campaigns. You know, I, I like to go for broad phrase and exact, all targeting types, um, even though the broad is not going to generate the best uh, kind of results. But because I'm targeting different but related keywords, it kind of, I see some synergy there. Um, and if you're going to do multiple keywords to rank for organically, you can also you know, um, do two keywords that are pretty similar because they'll help each other rank. And I'm tracking my spend. I wanna see my spend go up for that keyword. I wanna see my click-through rate not tank because if my click-through rate is tanking, there is an issue. Maybe people don't think this is relevant. Maybe I need to change one of my main images or one of my second images or something to include something that tells people, yeah, this product is more relevant for you. Um, and then I'm tracking my organic rank. And I want to see my organic rank go up. Eventually, it's going to plateau. And at that plateau point, you want to maintain your spend for about 30 days. I know sounds crazy, right? Uh, but if you do maintain it for 30 days and the click-through rate is decent, your organic rank will really solidify there. And when you start scaling down your PPC, you'll see that your organic rank holds. Again, th- this is this is the dream. This is ideal scenario. It's not always like that. Every case is different, every product, every keyword is different, but I'm giving you kind of what to look for. So when you're doing this experiment, you're, you are informed, you're intelligent, you know how to do this organic ranking strategy and, and understand exactly what you need to look for. Um, you know, and, and that's pretty much you know the organic side of it and, and the, the PPC side of it. And you're going through these phases and, and you're planning them out. You're like, okay, I need to get to this amount of spend to generate this amount of sales. And you're planning your scale, optimize, scale, optimize until you hit there. And your profits are going up over time. And at the same time, you're capitalizing on organic uh, at the same time.
2: So, uh, Mina, I, I know we, you've got something at uh, 1250 today, which gives yes. us five minutes to answer seven questions, uh, which is not going to happen. <laughs> is it possible? Could you take a look at the questions if Kelsey sent them over to you? Um, yeah. and you could just let us know like even on video and then we'll transcribe it into our group because Perfect. i have all of I can, these I questions can rapid fire
0: those if you want
2: okay let's rapid fire if you've got it's, it's literally 5 minutes
0: oh i got it okay how many clicks and sales before negative exact the keyword and is there a relation formula between the decision and conversion rate of that keyword um i don't look at conversion rate for the keyword what i choose to do is say after one more dollar in spending and no sale a, and get a sale what's my like maximum uh, ACOS tolerance? So if my maximum ACOS tolerance is 50% and I have a $30 product, I can spend $15, which is 50% with no sales. And then after that, I'm adding it as a negative. That's my equation. Um, Second one, I have a broad with about 15 targets, of course, uh, and okay, I don't know what that means. What would be the best way to clean it up? And would you do it the right with a single or just a few keywords? Okay, go into that campaign, sort by sales, uh, you know, largest to smallest, Anything that's not that's spending money not making sales or or at the bottom making one or two sales not profitably or making just one sale, you can pause all of that. Anything that's actually making sales, keep it because I would say five. But if you have 12 in there that are generating good sales, don't kill them. Luke says, I'm am I understanding correctly that increasing the daily budget will generate more impressions. If I'm running a small daily budget, 15 per single keyword, exact match campaign, and it's generating sales would be reasonable daily budget increase. So if you're doing $15, single keyword exact match campaign, and it's profitable, scale it to a hundred dollars. Even if you're not hitting the $15, you know, if you scale it to a hundred, it might start spending 80 and and generating more sales profitably. So that's what I would do. Um, Humayun says, let's say we have five products. Should we calculate tacos on each product or the account? Uh, Definitely on each product. Each product is completely separate. And treat them separate because you can have three amazing products and then two horrible ones. And, and so, you know, wh- like what's the point of, of combining them, right? And, and most of the time we take over an account. They have 15 ASINs. Three of them are the superstars generating all of the revenue. And I always say, why do you have these other 12? Why don't you take all of your energy, resources, time, money Put it into another product launch, right. and maybe that one will generate you decent revenue instead of having these dead beats that are taking a lot of time and energy for no reason. Um, how do you target new outlier keywords in terms of listing and PPC during the launch as well as the maintenance phase? Um, if different from face to face, outlier keywords. I just put them in a campaign and 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 um, you know launch them. If I'm not getting traction, then I'll add them in my uh, back end to see if that's gonna generate uh, you know some traction. But honestly, outlier keywords are outlier keywords. Brandon Young has found like one or two that make like a crazy amount of sales, but 99% of the time that's not the case. So I wouldn't lose sleep over it. How should you use a broad um, modifier? Use a broad modifier on all sponsored broad, uh, brand campaigns, definitely, because uh, you know broad it was going like too broad. So if you use uh, broad modifiers, it will keep it for for uh, by always having those keywords in the search terms. So it'll be able to like. Kind of switch some of the keywords, but you'll have those keywords as as opposed to just completely targeting uh, irrelevant. So definitely use uh, you know broad modifiers, especially in sponsored brand. And then, can we still rank for a high search volume? Uh, high search? Um, can we still rank for high search words if the products are a lot more expensive? Yeah, but in that case, work your way up. So uh, you know, instead of going for the for the high search volume keywords, start with the lower search volume keywords. Um, you know and build your way up uh, because as you get more and more of those low search volume keywords, eventually the high search volume become easier.
2: Perfect. You did it in four minutes. There we there go. We go. <laughs> All right. And I agree with Uh tsunami. There we go. <laughs> uh, if you got time, we can stick around. If not, you can take off and we'll do the wheel of Kelsey and we'll follow up uh, with you with the winner.
0: Amazing. I- I'm going to hop off, but let me know who the winner is and, and we'll go from there. You're awesome. Thank, Thank you, guys. you for coming Appreciate
2: on. Time. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. All right, everybody. We're going to cut to a quick sponsor break and then we're going to come back with the Wheel of Kelsey. I hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. Just uh, give me a second. My computer is super slow. Oh, so everything you're, you're doing so is cool. like taking five seconds to do it. So here we go, uh, the sponsor.
2: I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors to help keep this podcast running. The Lunch with Norm podcast would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Jeff Schick Law, Rebate.com, Honu Worldwide, Digital Blacksmiths, Netfluence, Extreme Power, and Startup Club. Now back to the show. Wow. This was a great episode, I gotta say. Like I and it was probably the least amount that I ever had to talk. So that's probably um, why it made it great too. So uh anyways, let's just cut over to the wheel of Kelsey, shall we?
1: Okay, just a second. Again, my computer uh, yeah, uh, is ah, very to help.
2: Better help. Or I gotta pay you
1: yeah just a second sorry about this uh i'm just gonna
2: jeopardy song i'll hum it
1: all right da, da, here da, da, we go da, da, sorry da, da, this is painful it's time for the wheel of Kels.
2: okay we got the wheel now is that gonna work Kels?
1: uh we'll we'll see oh. We're gonna we're just gonna go at a slow pace. I know Mina <coughs> Marina said uh, she has to listen to this episode at 0.5 speed. Well, for this section, you're gonna have to speed it up two times the speed to get to the wheel of Kelsey. I really apologize for this. I think Why my... don't you
2: just stand up and spin around.
1: All right, can you see my screen? Is it then,
2: uh... Yep, uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's There we go. We see it with a whole bunch of advertisement.
1: Oh, really? Perfect. Yeah. Um, I don't even see that. So I'm just going So if to...
2: anybody's listening for the first time, this doesn't usually happen. Uh, all right. We're spinning the wheel.
1: OK. I'm going to shuffle it up if this works. And give it a spin.
2: It really nice. doesn't look like it's spinning.
1: Well, it's spinning on my side very slowly and so you can really like
2: rig it this time
1: this is for sure a, a riggable. yeah all right okay. marina congrats marina. Winner. uh and yeah i think uh, norm you should take it from here um unless you want me to uh really slow this thing down even more
2: no no this is good i'll take it from here so uh marina congrats you haven't won in a little while so that's this is a perfect Really awesome giveaway. As you could tell, um uh, Mina was awesome today and he knows his stuff. So just uh I'm sure Kelsey has your information. But if he doesn't, just send it over to him at k at lunchwithnorm.com and we'll get it over to Mina. All right, everybody. I hope you like today's episode. Uh we've got a bunch lined up. Uh coming. We're, we've got a bunch lined up. Uh, we are going away on the online sellers cruise. If any of you are coming, uh Uh, geez, it'll be great. We'll be able to talk and uh, meet up on the uh, ship. I'm also going over to the Mexico trip um, on the 12th to the 17th. So I'm not sure if anybody's going to um, that one as well. But if you are, I will see you in Monterey. All right, everybody join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern uh, Standard Time. And like I say, every uh, podcast, we have a great community. We could not do this podcast without you. You're awesome. And we will see you on what is it today's date? Wednesday. We'll see you on Friday. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here.
1: Mm-hmm.